Welcome to AM. My name is Richard Conway, and this is the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. to episode 21 of AMP and um, we're doing this second podcast from the new AMP HQ. We're all settled in, finally. Uh, we've been here about three weeks now. We've finally got the interweb up and running, uh, so we're not having a hotspot anymore, which is fantastic when we're trying to do a podcast and also when we're trying to use technologies such as Zwift, it's um, quite expensive really, trying to um, hotspot into into your uh, Wi-Fi all the time, but that's over with and we managed. Um, and I was just thinking that not only does this podcast um, show the journeys of the, the fantastic athletes that have been on, which is the whole point of it, to be fair, but we've um, there's, a, there's another side to it, really, that uh, come to me. And it's the fact that this is going to be left in the ether um, for generations to come of each of those athletes, families, to listen back to, which I thought is quite extraordinary if you think about it. So grandchildren and great-grandchildren will be able to find this um, off the World Wide Web because it ain't going nowhere, is it? Let's face it, it's, once, it's, once it's recorded and put out there, it's there forever. Um, and it's on all the platforms and unless something happens drastically then it's like i say it's going to be there forever so you know platforms like spotify and apple podcast and youtube these things will probably be around for a long long time so um generations i would think but uh, so yeah so their stories are, are on here and they can dip in and, and listen to what granddad and our grandma were, were doing back in the day, which I think is just fascinating, really. So if you're interested in, in coming on and um, leaving leaving a bit of a legacy about what you used to get up to for your grandchildren or your great-great-grandchildren, then uh, give, us a, give us a shout. Get in touch on Instagram or um, send us an email at Age Group Multisport Podcast. Um, <clears throat> 
agefoodmultisportpodcast.gmail.com and um, yeah we'll get you on and you can leave your legacy yeah um, so that's about it I think for now there isn't much much news um, going on um, we'll get straight into this episode 21 which features Mark Shepherd. see you on the other side Age group 
is interesting because on the one hand, you've got the people who qualifying as an achievement. Mm-hmm. And they qualify and, and yes, yes, it's because you can pay, but you do have to qualify. So it, it, it's, 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 it's an interesting borderline where you're not necessarily the best, well, but you have still had to earn that slot. And so there's there's the level of there's the level of you did earn the right to be there, and then you get the opposite end of the spectrum, which is why, let let's be honest, I, I think I'm marmite among age group athletes, because for me qualifying isn't hard. It's all about which, which makes me, it makes me a bit. I think people, you're right at some at some level. I think. But to get even to qualify, you've got to be of a certain standard, haven't you? Let's face it, you've got to put the work in, unless you, unless you're naturally gifted. You know, and and, and that's it. And I think this is this is it, isn't it? And I mean, I, I'm 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 lucky. I I've played sport. Let, let's be frank here. I was a good runner when I was ten. I was a good footballer. I was already, I already as a ten year old had a level of analysis in my life. Imagine turning up at trials and going. Oh, that right, I'm 10 years old, that right winger looks a bit good. And they say, what position do you play? And I went, I'm a left winger. Because I knew the guy on the right was better than I was yeah. at 10 years old. And so I went away and learned to kick a ball with my left foot. Yeah. You know, I've always had that. And I, I never, and it's fascinating. You read about guys like Steve Way, the ultra-distance runner, or Paul Martellelli. These guys were very good schoolboys who then had 20 years off. So when they reappear in the stories about how 18 Stone Man does this, when you dig back through their background, you discover actually they were county champions when they were kids. I was never a county champion, but I've never not played sport. And and, and people look, I'm 50 years old and I played football. I ran in my teens, I roller skated. I joined the army at 18. I was the fastest runner in my regiment. Of course I was. I wasn't going to get beaten by anyone. As long as it wasn't 100 metres. <laughs> once once they got over 400 metres, they stopped being a, an out-and-out sprint. I played. I left the army. I played football for a decade. I coached roller hockey. I was always the fit kid in my football team. Because I went to the gym. I went running. So when my football career ended, I went, well, I can run in a straight line. My knee is okay if I'm only running in a straight line. I'll go running. You know, I went running. I was working at a company and they said, we need someone to do triathlon in the corporate games. Suddenly, there I was in Aberdeen in 1996. I can't swim. uh, You'll laugh. When people tell you they can't swim, and then they say, yeah, yeah, I I only do um, seven and a half minutes for 400 metres. But I look at them and I go, I I am 10 minute on my best day, my best 400 metre time for swimming is 9.58. Is that still? Yeah, I've got worse, not better. I've never got better. That is my best time ever. Why? I took I took an hour and sixteen minutes to do a swim in a half Ironman. To that, and all that what you've said so far has been absolutely fascinating, and there's loads to pick up. But let's start off what you've done. I mean, you've hinted at it already. Let's start off of growing up where you grew. And you're into your sports. Give us a bit of give us a bit of background on that. Right. Up until, up so, until let's let's say up until you found uh, multi sport. 
Let, 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 let's be honest. People, people notice I have a Scottish accent. They then get confused when I point out I ran for Wales. But put, putting that aside, I, I grew up in a, a place called Falkirk, which I, I think, uh, putting it politely, is not a very nice place. Or it wasn't in the bit that I grew up in. There are some very nice areas around there. My my mum brought up four boys on a house in the state. Um, didn't didn't I play? I played schoolboy football. Uh, fell on the dark side when I was a teenager. Went completely off the rails. Still played sport with my friends. No clubs. I played cricket, tennis, football, whatever. Um, but no clubs. I was a roller skater through my teens. And, for want of a better way of putting it, a potential alcoholic. Right. Uh, had access to a roller rink and access to lots of alcohol. My, my teenage years were those of um, destruction and ruining your life. While still playing football at the weekend with the boys, so staying fit. Right. Um, didn't, didn't really start, I mean, I, I didn't start playing organised sport again. I uh, joined the army at 18. And off no training, got on a track while allegedly ill with post-viral syndrome and ran a 1637 5k wow. and everyone went but you don't do any exercise you're not allowed to train i was lying in a keep afterwards i collapsed when i crossed the finishing line i said but i was 18 i was nine stone four all i was doing was i was carrying a rib cage around on a pair of legs that were used to running because i'd Growing up in some woodlands playing with the boys was I uh, growing up just playing football and running around. So I left I left the army and played for obviously had a chance to play some football with friends. So I, I spent my twenties playing um I played football. Like I say I played football, played roller hockey, I coached I coached you laugh. I coached girls under twelve football. Yeah. I obviously got involved in coaching in the clubs I played, I, I played both standards. So on a Saturday, I got as far as playing sort of high enough standard that occasionally you got a 10 quid. Rather than paying match fees, occasionally I got paid. And then on a Sunday, I was playing Hackers, Choppers and Kickers Division 6 with my mates. Because I loved playing the game. I, I loved the sport. I played in the five-a-side league. If there was a game going, I'd play for an extra game on a Sunday. If one of my mates said, Mark, do you mind playing as John Smith and sitting on the bench for us because we've only got 11 players and getting there and the coach said, we've only got 10 players, you're playing. By the way, if you get booked, your name's Barry James or, or whatnot. And um, I, I turned my knee the wrong way in a tackle. Right. It was that, that simple. Yeah. But I, I say I was working and the corporate games came up in Aberdeen. Oh, you were? At that time, I was working for a company called EDS, who are an outsourced, they do outsourced IT and whatnot, by an American guy, but, and I, I'd somehow find myself back in Scotland, working in Edinburgh. Okay. And the corporate games were in Aberdeen, and you'll love this. Uh, don't swim, did no swim training, I could run. I hired a mountain bike and a helmet from someone near the event. And I, I, I can't, I don't have any idea on any times. All I know is there's no way I scared anyone towards the front. All I've got, I've got pictures of it and you can tell I, I look like a runner who, who turned up at triathlon. When I come out to do the last run, you see I'm in running kit. I put socks on, 
I'm in a running short, I'm in a running vest. I'd obviously cycled in my sport, my baggy shorts and a running vest on a mountain bike. Yeah. And I never thought anything of it. I put it away. I, I, I came back, I carried on playing my football, my roller hockey game. I've coached to Great Britain standard at roller hockey. I played for Wales, obviously, because that's my thing. And hit, hit 30. Had to give up football. I said I turned my knee the wrong way in a tackle. Yeah. Avoided surgery by not playing. The knee got strong enough that I could run in a straight line. I I used the gym bike, you know, the drill when you build it back up. Mm-hmm. Bit of bike. And I, went, I got a bike. And in 2001, I did my local triathlon in um, Newbury. Right. And I lived in Berkshire. Okay. And Newbury Tri still runs every year. And obviously, I didn't scare the leaders. I was in the water for about four days, even though the swim's only 300 meters. I had a giant TCR with some aero bars on it that looked like, you know when you, you see people on um, TT bars and they look like they're sat on top of the bike like that? Yeah. yeah. I've seen the pictures. I look like I'm sat on top of the bike. And I ran and I thought, oh, this is fun. So I went off. I, 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 I then entered an open water event and bought a wetsuit. Was uh, Entered an obvious event, was nearly last out of the water. Battered everyone on the bike and then of course stormed around the water. And I, I won the novice category at some open water triathlon. I went, I'm going to do a half Ironman. And in 2001, and you'll laugh, it wasn't hard to enter these things. I suddenly decided in July I was going to do a race that was in the September, and I did Flamberis. If you've ever been to Flamberis, you'll know how cold the water is, how hilly the course is, and the possibilities of um, getting, well, in the space of a day, I swear to God, I got chillblains and sunburn. And so It was one of the, I took an hour and 16 minutes to do the swim. I took three hours, 20 minutes to do 56 miles on a bicycle. And what was left of me ran up and down Penny Pass in, I think officially one hour 50, but I distinctly remembered spending 10, 15 minutes sat in the, um, in the transition trying to convince myself that I could get my cold battered body to run up and down the hill. Once it was running, it was fine. But I didn't want to leave transition. I remember that. Um... But it got me. I know it sounds weird. I, I was hooked. Now, and that that you know that that got me interested. Now I should point out I don't swim. I've got two bro. I've bust, um, <laughs> I've got rotator impingement damage in both shoulders. I've broken both collarbones. I've broken one shoulder, and I've dislocated the other one. Right. So I can't even do swim training. It's not like I can go away and become a great swimmer. Yeah. My body can't take the swimming. But the bigger problem than that is, as a schoolboy, I nearly drowned. Yeah. So I have an I have an actual fear of water. Right. Right. Uh, so couple that to having a bust up body, but something about Slamberis hooked me. Mm. And I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna master this, and I took swimming lessons. And the next year, I went to Sherborne. And um, I did almost the same time I'd done in Flamberis. Sherborne as well was incredibly hilly. But after I did Sherborne, there was a lot of web chatter, even in those early days. 
about the course being short. Right. The swim was short. The, the run was short. And they went, no, 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 our course was actually measured. Those of us who went back in 2004 discovered that the actually measured course, the swim boys had moved out. And amazingly, there was this whole extra bit of running you had to do each lap. And it was like um, it was like a set of switchbacks. Yeah. So the not short course obviously was. Yeah. And I did almost exactly the same time a year later on the longer course. So I was fitter. Yeah. I'd gone faster on the bike. I went about an hour faster. I did like 5.40, but my swim and my run were both almost well, like 52 minutes which I was quite happy with after taking an hour and 16, as you can imagine. Yeah. And um, still still recreational. And um, my run was about 90 minutes. It's solid. Bike was three hours. Yeah. Still riding just a road bike with a set of bars on the top of it. And, and then they announced that the following year it was going full distance. Yeah. There was going to be no half Ironman in Britain. I mean, back then... It was a long time ago, as much as we laugh, and we know how big triathlon is now. Yeah. It wasn't big. Yeah. It was a niche sport, in t- even in 2004. So when they were going full Ironman in, I think, 05 was, well, it was Bolton or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I wasn't ready. There was no way I was going to sp- do 3.4 k's of swimming. So um, that was it. That was the end of my triathlon journey. I went ultra-distance running. Right, right. So I should point out, I've got a 2.38 marathon PB. I've run sub three and a half hours for 50K. I've got a 16-minute 5K PB. My my pedigree is in the trainers, really. Uh, And it parked. And that was me. I went running, and I was doing three, four thousand miles a year. I won the Welsh Ultra Distance Marathon Championships. Oh, the Welshness, by the way, is my mother. My mum's from Pembroke. My mum and back are all from, uh, from Pembrokeshire. So I, 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 I earn the right to be Welsh through my family from my mother backwards. What happened after the ultras then? So um, in, two th- in January 2009, I, of all things, I, I, ju- I won a marathon in a tunnel in Germany. Right. And um, I fell during the race and I got up so I rolled straight over I cut myself whatever I got up and I ran and I, I won the marathon yeah. and um, I was training a week or so later and I tore a fibre in my pelvis it turned out I'd done some damage in the fall right. and I damaged my, my lower back yeah. never thought anything of it I, I made a recovery I thought I came second in the Shakespeare marathon was training again to do the comrades and um, I broke my leg it's I mean for one of a better way um, you know when someone gets a stress fracture and they say I had to have a week off running <laughs> well one of my stress fractures broke right. just above the ankle just above my ankle joint mm. I've got I've got a nice lump on my leg where it became a broken leg. When I had my scan, this woman looked at me and she said, um, she showed me this little white mark. And, well, that's not too bad. When they spun my MRI, my basically my lower left leg 
looked like a jigsaw puzzle. And I was just basically, my, my from the calf down to my ankle, my, my lower left leg, a micro-fractured, basically. I, I spent three months wearing an air boot. Right. I, I couldn't walk, never mind run. Um, but I could ride a bicycle because I could take this thing off. Yeah. Well, I needed competition. I got back on the bike again and I went time trialing. Okay. And unlike a lot of people, I, I got straight out on the bike, jumped on my battered old road bike from 2001 with the aero bars on it, and I rode 24 minutes for 10 miles. <laughs> and everyone went, oh. So, mm, you're not bad at this. <laughs> so, funnily enough, I, I did some more. I bought some wheels. I got myself a pointy helmet. And I went a little bit faster. So I thought, ah, I need a time trial bike, don't I? So next thing you know, I had a specialised transition. to set a Zip 404 as a pointy helmet <laughs> and a skin suit. And I went, the question is, was it orange? Uh, no, it was um, nasty grey and... Uh, and those points, the helmet was red because um, my local bike shop picked me up and um, offered to sponsor, sort of sponsor slash support me a little bit. Yeah. So I, I took whatever they would do me a diamond deal on. So suddenly I had a red Met helmet, I had a grey specialised transition. And I went, ooh, as part of rehab, my leg was now working. I spent a lot of time, I, I rode, I ran. And while I was coming back, I went, oh, I'm going to do something. I'll do the local triathlon. I'll, I'll do a duathlon. I'll try and qualify for GB. So in 2010, I, I qualified for Nancy. Just just going back there then, how did you find out about um, GB age group? Um, I entered a couple of events and I met... I, I saw the tri-suits. Right. I, it's, and you're laughing. I, I don't... Was that the first time you come across them then? Yeah. I, I did a couple of events. I, I came, would you believe, I think in 2010, I actually came third. I actually came third in the um, age group championships as a vet 40. Yeah. And, um, okay. Rixie and I had actually crossed paths running mm -hmm. at the Yately 10Ks and things like that when I was running. Yeah. But we bumped into each other again. And I, I took an interest, went on the British Triathlon website. Yeah. Again, it was quite quiet in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I qualified. So I went to Nancy. I then qualified for Edinburgh, which was quite funny to go to Edinburgh. I, I punctured, and I'm not a completer even then. Yeah. I got off the bike and I clapped my friends in. Yeah. Qualified the following year. I went to Ireland, and I think I came eighth. What distance was this, Matt? Uh, back then, that was standard. Standard distance, right. So I was doing standard distance back then, and um, and I, I was coaching a couple of guys I coached also qualified for Ireland, so we had a road trip. Okay. Four of us actually went to Ireland for the Euros. I was coaching all four of us. We, we had a blast, mate. We just had a cracking weekend. The course in Ireland was was good. The event went well, and it was all that. And I qualified again for the Worlds as well. And I just, it was getting a bit expensive. And I'll be honest, 
I got a little bit antsy with the I am a GB athlete brigade. Right. And I just thought, I, I, I've had enough. I was starting to about to run a lot. Yeah. And I, I thought, you know what, I, I'm ready to go running again. Uh-huh. And that, that, that was my 2010, 2011. That was my age group experience. And I filed it. I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. I've had enough. I've done it off my own back. I've paid my way. I've raced. I've done all right. My friends raced. I can, as a coach, I can say I'm a good enough coach to take people there. And I I don't coach. I have no website. There's no website. There's no advertising. I coach because people find me. So how many athletes have you got in the morning? Ten, I think. Ten I'm coaching. And then I mentor... I mentor and support a group, so I run a group on Zwift and things like that. Yeah. And I, I mentor and support a few other friends as well. Yeah. Cool. So I, I went back to my running. I slipped. I slipped in my cycling shoes. I was commuting to work. Right. And I slipped down two stairs. And I don't know if you can see it. I turned my left ankle again that way. Yeah. You'll laugh. I limped. I thought, that smarts a bit. It was two days before I was due to do my comrades qualifier. Right. 50k race. Yeah. I, um, the next morning I got up and thought, yeah, it doesn't feel too good. It's a bit sore. I went for a run. That's oh, okay. I did my qualifier. <laughs> Qualified for comrades. Mm. And I was training and two days later I'm out running with my mate and I thought, this feels like a stress fracture. My ankle was purple when I burned and pulled the ligaments, and it turned out I—it <laughs> turned out I had broken the other bone in my lower left leg. So I didn't get to go to comrades. Yeah. I had to stop running again. And while I was in um, healing, I got a call from the hospital. They said, um, "We need to talk to you about your ankle." And I went, "But I've got a broken leg." And they went, no, no, your leg's healing fine. So I come in. It turns out I've got degeneration in my ankle joint. And my ankle is wearing bone on bone. Right. So um, in in no short words, they said, stop running. Okay. (laughs) It was that simple. Yeah. And I went, you are joking. They said, no, no, they said, every time you run, you're wearing your joint. Um, I'll be frank with you, I cried. When I left the hospital, I walked home in tears. Yeah. I had plans for ultras, comrades, silver medals. Um, yeah. And you don't believe them, do you? So, so I, I recovered and tried to get back, tried to run. And every time the run mileage went up, my ankle went purple, swelled up. And I stopped. Uh, in 2013, I ran 130 miles in six months. Yeah. I got to 78 kilograms in weight, which is, um, in fact, I think I peaked out at nearly 80 k's, which is 12 stone 8, which is the heaviest I've ever been in my life, yeah. even when I played ice hockey. I didn't get that heavy. And um, I rode my bike. I was time trialing. I was going okay. And I was happy. I was going to just be a cyclist. And... Um, I was sat having Chinese with a friend of mine who I coached, a girl marathon runner, has won a number of races, 250 marathon runner, and she looks at me, she says, coach, I said, what's that? She says, 
you can get in shape again and pace make me at a 10k, can you? And you know it's like you laugh, don't you? You laugh, you sit back, you say, you are joking. I'm, I, I sat there, I'm like, I've run 130 miles in six months. I'm fat. She says, you've got three months. <laughs> Dubby's in, in January, coach. So I went out two days later and um, having run 130 miles in six months, I did a flat out 5K effort. And um, people who are listening to this are about to hate me. I already do and you haven't said it. I ran 19 and a half minutes. Yeah, I don't like Having done nothing basically for six months at the best part of 80 kilograms. The next three weeks, I ran 20 miles a week. And I paced a controlled effort 1854 three weeks later. Yeah. And my friend just looked at me and she says, You're already halfway to about a pace meter, a sub 38 minute 10 cases. You've been three weeks. Yeah, yeah. A month later, we had a second benchmark event. The weather conditions were horrendous. I ran full gas and ran exactly the same time. Which at the first point, you're thinking, well, that's not good. You didn't make any progress in a month. Until you realise that a number of people who had run the um, same event a month earlier were a minute slower. I had run the same in horrendous conditions. That January, we ran 37-something. And um, my friends all went, well, how fast do you think you can run? I was like, don't know. I said, I'm not training for me. I'm training for this girl so I can pace me. And one of the guys who I knew said, if you run blah time, will you run a, a fly-out effort? And, um, I, I turned up at a 5k, like you do, and they said, you know, will you, know, will you enter a 10k if you run X fast? And I ran 17.29 for uh, a 5k, and I went, yeah, if I'd actually believed in myself, I'd have gone a lot faster, you are. I was at the front and I slowed down because I got so used to being mid-pack with having not run. When I caught the leaders, it was at a park running up in Lincolnshire somewhere. Yeah. I slowed down because I thought, I shouldn't be here. People should be quicker than I am. And for two k's in the middle of the event, I went, I then kicked. I ran 16.45 a few weeks later wow. at 44. Yeah. And went, oh, okay. I'll enter a 10k now yeah. and ran 35 something for 10k. And I went, oh, that's not bad. So, um, that, that actually, ironically, got the duathlon bells ringing again, didn't it? Because I was time filing and yeah. whatnot. So, what do you put your, is it natural ability? I know you've, you've always, your lifestyle's been running and biking and doing all these different sports. But do you think, some of that's natural ability then you've got genetic i have some genetic so i have done some of the genetic profiling right i i do have a level of genetics which allow me to i, I can do very high volume training which my body responds to and recover 
So I, I can do 20, 25 hours a week, week after week after week. And my body just sucks up. I've done nine hours on the bike this weekend. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there, there is obviously a level of that. Although annoyingly, I do have um, measured small lungs of all things. Alright. But my body uses oxygen very, very well. I've been, I've been to see Gary Palmer at Sports Test. Okay. I, I rode... I, I rode and raced for Gary for a couple of seasons because he's in the West Midlands. Yeah. And so I, I, I've been testing. I do have a level of... But I also have something that... I like misery, pain and suffering. I think that goes a long way, doesn't it? My, I, I know how to put myself... I can put myself in a hurt locker, which... Which is something that a lot of people, a lot of people think they're trying hard, and they're not. You know, you, you look at them and you hear them running. Oh, I can't run any faster than that. You think you're putting a sentence together. When, when I'm under, when I'm under extreme duress, I, I can barely manage left, right, thank you. And sometimes you'll get that as I go past because you've moved over for me. You know, and I, I like that there's a part of me that obviously likes misery. Interesting. Interesting. Going back to your athletic story then, and your journey, um, you've obviously got back into running and you're helping the, the girl do a pacing for a 10k. What did that lead on to then? It, it, was, it was, that led on to me discovering that I could still run a bit. Yeah. What about while cycling? What about your injury, your ankles? And I, I, I learned to look at my ankle when it goes, it sounds silly. I, I can get away with 20 or 30 miles a week. Right. Every so often I can do a little bit more. The second I know I've done two more is the fact that my ankle goes a funny shade of uh, mottled purple and swells up. And at that point I know it's time to take a few days out the trainers. Yeah. And it's balance. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I... I I did something stupid last year. I thought I, I thought I might get lucky and be able to manage a last because I've been doing I've been doing fifteen hundred miles a year, mm. pretty much every year since since the girl got me running again. Yeah. And I've done a couple of fifteen mile runs. I've been a, I've done some pacemaking. I can run ninety minutes for a half. I can run ninety minutes for a half marathon tomorrow, and it made me think. What if, can I do it? Could I maybe get another marathon out of my legs? I tested that theory in September last year and discovered, no, my body broke down around 17 miles. It's put that to bed now. <laughs> at, least, at least you know that. I do know that now, and I, I didn't. And, you know. And it's good to know, because then you can move on and plan other things, can't you? And that's where I'm, I'm at an interesting place at the moment in the respects that because of lockdown and since September I've hardly run yeah. I've put my, my efforts into the bike because well Spain last year it was a little bit of a shock running sub 17 minute 5k pace and being dropped and I was probably one of the strongest riders in our field but because the course was so flat yeah. I couldn't get away yeah. I plan to turn up um, I plan to turn up for my next age group event being an even stronger cyclist and making more attempts to break everyone and be upsetting in the bunch by 
blasting off the front every time I think I've recovered if I get caught. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 will, I will turn up if there are events this year. I'll turn up at 50 years old in 17-minute 5K shape. But I also plan to turn up with an FTP of the best part of um, 330 watts as well. Do you think that term affected your race then in front of because you were trying to escape the drafting race? Well, it's an interesting one. If I was sensible and I thought my legs could take it, I should do standard. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I've taken a bro I took bronze at 17 and 18 at the GBH group champs. I step up and I do the age group champs every year, even though they're in the standard distance, just for a laugh. I got bronze in 17, bronze in 18, but my legs tied up both times and I still got bronze. And then in 19, I DNF because my legs broke down completely. And I had to walk off the course on the second run. I couldn't move. My, my leg completely broke down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm a victim of the fact, let's face it, I can ride. I've ridden sub 20 minutes for 10 miles. I've got a 51 minute, 25 mile PB. Mm. I'm going to be one of the strongest cyclists, but the reality was, mate, I came off the, um, in Spain, I, I, if I was one of the six, and the Brits are very vocal in the bunch. Mm. Probably because there's 4,000 of us compared to everyone else. I was just going to say, yeah. And they're cussing away at the Spaniards and that because they don't want to work. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. And I was there. We were in the front group. If I knew I was one of the fastest runners, then I would sit in the bunch and do nothing as well. Yeah. But I'd had to come out of transition. I came out in sixth place. Yeah. So I had to ride close to gap, get to the leaders. Yeah. If I was going to make anything happen, it was my job to do that. Yeah. No, I don't... If I wasn't the best... Yeah, you know, no. Now you've said that from the you, you gauge from the first run that you weren't the quickest. You're about six. Yeah. So absolutely yeah. right in that scenario, you had to try and break them on the bike. I had no choice. Yeah. And so what I did was I attacked every time I got my breath back. Every time off a roundabout, I attacked everyone, yeah. and I tried to hide myself in traffic and hope they wouldn't notice me and all sorts. But of course, the downside of being in bright orange. <laughs> I'm not hiding anywhere so I, I sort of shot myself in the foot trying to lose myself in amongst the other guys coming out of transition on other laps by wearing bright orange and I came into transition in the front in the lead group and I finished sixth of course I did because the same five runners who outrun me on the first run well they outran me on the second run and I didn't run slowly. Could I have run faster if I'd sat in the bunch? Maybe. I might have got fifth, not sixth, because I caught, I caught the fifth fastest runner, and he dropped me in the last, basically the sprint to the line, the last sort of 400 metres. But I'd spent 5k chase, I'd spent the entire run chasing him. Finally got to him. But of course, he had a little bit left that I didn't have. But... Do, 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 I, do I think I should have been sensible and saved myself so that I could come fit? No. No, not in that, not in that regard. No. I was already disappointed because I'd been dropped by five people anyway. I did everything I could to try and upset them. Yeah. I came sixth. It was the best I could do on the day. I ran 320Ks out of transition on the second run. It wasn't like I was... Um, 
the course was if we'd had the standard distance course for the sprint I'd had a chance because there were lots of sharp turns and there were a couple of slopes. Yeah, yeah. I needed that course to be competitive. It's it is what it is, and Almir, let's be frank, Almir is gonna be horrible for me again. Yeah. Be because sure. the bike course is pan flat and dull. Yeah. But I've I've got no choice but to try and turn up there even fast even stronger on the bike than I was this year. Well, it's something to aim for, isn't it? And I'm training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, well, good luck with that. I shall see you <laughs> eventually. I'll, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm training as well. So it's, uh, it'll, be, it'll be good to meet it up again in the flesh. Um, I, I just want to get out and do some running races, mate. I want to get... I, I, need, I need a spot to do things, even if it's park run, yeah. so that I've got the motivation to run. Because at the moment... I was the anti-Zwift until March the last year. Yeah, so, so I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember. I don't know where it was. Well, I didn't need it, mate. Well, you, you I didn't need it because exactly. I can train staring. I can train staring at a dot on the wall. Yeah. If I know I've got races to aim at, when you've got a club time trial every Wednesday, you've got an open event every weekend. You can race two, three times a week in peak season. Park run on a Saturday, time trial or cyclocross on a Sunday. Club, club. Um, Club 10 on a Tuesday, one other session a week. You can do that. You don't need to go playing on your Game Boy with your bicycle. <laughs> but when there's a lockdown, yeah. I needed something to make me train. I can't run. I haven't run faster than... Um, I, haven't run, I, I haven't run flat out since April last year for any amount of distance. Yeah. Because there's nothing to target. What I've done is I've given my legs some downtime, mm. and I'm thinking, well, by doing this, my leg is getting recovery, I'm taking over, I'm doing 20 miles here, 20 miles there, I do no speed work, I might run a, I might run seven minute mile pace occasionally when I'm out for a jog just because I can, yeah. but I'm thinking, do it all on the bike, do it all, and Zwift has given me racing, it's given me my training group, yeah. I'm doing the hard effort, I've had to change my training to race on Zwift, that's the funniest thing is I had to modify how I was training so I could compete on Zwift. So it just shows that you're adaptable, doesn't it, as well? And, 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 yeah. in, and in these times, you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah, and, and at the moment, if you ask me what I am, I'm a Zwift racer. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine, because at least, you know, we keep doing something, and that's the main thing, isn't it? Mate, it's giving me the motivation to train. Uh, and right, I got I got a hill climb season in last year, which was fantastic. Yeah. It was absolutely great because every weekend I could go out and do one or two hill climbs. Yeah. And what it showed was that the numbers for the hill climbs translated from Zwift to the real world. Yeah. And that meant that when we came out of that and they cancelled cyclocross season, it gave me the motivation to have a winter break, yeah. kick back, and train knowing fine well that if I race and train on Zwift now, when I can get back outside, that yeah. power that I'm building on my bike transfers to the real world. Which is good. Some advice you would give to people starting out in motorsport or people who want to qualify for age groups? Take your time. I know it sounds silly.
Australia, but actually do a few races, yes, but train, train, take advice, take, take advice, train, train. I'm not saying get a coach, but take, take, take a little bit of advice. Do do some research and actually try, try, try different distances. It's it's amazing how often people go long. You encourage them to do different distances. You soon learn who the sprinters are, but you don't make them focus on the 100 metres because that's where they've done their best at 12 years old. They still do the 200, the 60 and the 4. And actually, you encourage them to do cross-country season in the winter because it'll make them strong. An 800 metre runner doesn't do marathons. He does the 8, the 15 and maybe the 3K and actually you make him do the 4. And as you learn what they do, then their distance lengthens. So, if you look at Halle Gabriselassie, Paula, they were 5K, they were, well, they were 800, 1500 metres, not very good at that. They were 3K, 5K runners. I'm okay at that. What am I like at 10? Oh, 10K. Oh, actually not bad at 10K, I'll do a half marathon. And then they became marathon runners. Adults get up, they do a 5K thing, that hurt, and someone says, you should run a marathon. But it seems and then you go out in triathlon, it seems to be that there's a there's a path, isn't there? They start off with yeah. a sprint, that's the first we'll do an Ironman. They might they might do a couple and then they'll then they'll do the Olympic and, and yet they've done that and then they'll go on somebody will say Ironman. Let's let's do an Ironman, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And maybe and it could all be the second season and it's like yeah. if you aren't doing you're a triathlete. And we always say to people, the difference between, you coach kids and they come up with the speed, the running technique, the smooth, the foundation. They've done the build on the muscles. And they're ready to go long. The reason why so many people get disillusioned with multi-sport, with running, anything, is because they get injured. And they get injured because they do too much too soon, go too long too soon. They're scared. And I think adults are often scared of hard work. They're scared to suffer a little bit. That's what I said to you. So they go, they go long because it's easy to train to hold a steady pace and complete something than it is to go short. And I say to people, start short. Become as fast as you can. And then if you want to go further, go further. Take the time to build. You need you need to build. An engine doesn't come overnight. It, it takes time. There's no there's no quick fixes. There's no shortcuts. You might find that you've got. You hear people often. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm designed to go long. It's like no, you just haven't trained to go short. Yeah, you, know, you haven't given it a chance. You've just got. Oh well, I can, I can I can hold the same pace for hours. Yeah, but the same pace you're holding for hours is slow. <laughs> if you spend a little bit of time in the short end of the field, when you want to go along later, you'll be able to hold a pace for hours that will be faster because you've done some development, built built some muscle twist, built some muscle, built some fiber, built some technique. A lot of technique comes from doing things fast, and you can tell you you can. You can see when you watch when you watch people running marathons, even when you see a 70-year-old guy, you can spot the 60, 70-year-old who ran when he was younger. You watch triathlon. You watch the age groupers. Yeah. And you watch the 70, 80-year-olds. 
you can spot the guy who's been racing for 40 years because he actually still looks like he's running at 75 years old, not shuffling along. Yeah. Um, there used to be a guy at the age group, uh, was it Brian Wedden? Ten years ago, he was a bet 50, bet 60, whatever. Was very good on the bike. He was he was like a 20 minute 10 mile as a 50 something. But if you watched, he could run. Yeah. And his legs turned over. And, and that's what you see, you see the guys, you watch the Bet 50s who are at the very, very front. You look at how those guys are running. You know, if you cut their heads off and actually said, how old's that guy running? You wouldn't know that that was a 50-year-old guy. Yeah. Because the posture is built, the stride is there, it's long, the heel is raised, the turnover is fast. You see the guy who's come to it late and didn't run for 40 years, Generally, they've got a big, long stride, but they lull up. Their turnover is slow because they're not doing any quick feet drills. They're just, that's how fast I run. Yeah, because you're not doing speed work because you're scared of it. Yeah. Don't be afraid of speed work is the advice I would give to people. Brilliant. Speed work is fun. Pain. Embrace <laughs> a little bit of suffering. Wise words. Next question. What's your favourite piece of a kit? And my, <laughs> my favourite piece of kit. Right now it's my walk bike. Right. I bought a walk bike after having a really bad crash in a crit race. Turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Yeah. I bought it for rehab because I had, well, I had two broken ribs, a broken collarbone, a dislocated shoulder, a broken elbow, concussion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, right now my favourite bit of kit is, um, is my walk bike. So going forward then, Mark, short-term goals, long-term goals, what do you see yourself? Uh, short-term, quite simply, this year is Worlds and Euros. Uh, do you know what? Long-term, I'm probably going back on the bike. Right. Um, to, to be honest, I, 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 I'm not, it's, it's like we said, I, I'm not a, I need to do age group every year. Yeah. I'm a, I like to come and do it for a few years. Yeah. I, I see myself doing more... Um, I've been dabbling in 24-hour mountain bike racing. Right, okay. Um, I, you're going to laugh. Like, like many people, I, I, I'm, I'm very good at going for a long time. Well, I, I did ultras. I was an ultra-distance marathon runner. Um, I don't like the idea of doing 12s and 24 hours on the road on a time trial bike. I do, however, enjoy doing 24-hour single-speed mountain bike races. Right. When I'll do that, I'll, I've got I've got a couple of... I mean, it's weird. I say I'll do this year and maybe next year, and then I'll probably park age group again at least till I'm 55, yeah. maybe even until I'm 60, yeah. like I did before. Did it at 40, did it at 50. Yeah. I might wait till I'm 60. But I've got a couple of ambitions for the track. I ran 220 for 800 metres right. last year. Yeah. Before, 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 in 2018, before COVID. I'd like to see whether or not I can get my 800 metres back down towards 210 because that would be quite competitive as a 50-year-old man. Yeah. So I've got a little bit, and I like that short speed, which is the interesting contradiction because the other thing I'll be doing at the same time 
is 24 hour single speed mountain bike racing. And I, I loved those extremes. But I mean, I did that while I was doing, while I was playing with age group qualifiers. <clears throat> I was doing 25 mile time trials. I was pacemaking half marathons. I was running. Well, when I do when I when I do best track league, I say I'll do any distance you want under 1500 meters, and I'm on the line doing hundreds. But I can't sprint. I'm a distance runner. I mean, 800 meters is a sprint race. Yeah. I stand on the start line to do the hundred, and it's like I've got the reactions of cabbage. <laughs> you go, know, and it's like, oh, people are moving. <laughs> but I loved that. I, 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 as much as I love winning, I also like putting myself out of my comfort box. Yeah. Yeah. So running a 400 metres, a 200, a 100, is great because it makes me run and it makes my technique and it helps with all that stuff I believe in yeah. to keep the old, um, to keep those old legs working like a runner should. Yeah. I do that. Um, the 24 hour mountain bike race has started as a joke. I've done three. I did three in the same year. I'll do some because it's 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 a mental challenge as well as physical. Yeah. Uh, and a part of me I've discovered needs that. I I can do a duathlon for for giggles at any point. Yeah. I know I stay in X shape. I want to be. A, I want to do the hill climb championships, yeah. which means I have to lose five six k's in weight. And if I do that, it's hard to then focus on better do enough running. Uh, and so, I, I think this this will probably be let's say this year or next year will be my 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 last my last little play with age group for a bit. Yeah. I'm hoping I'll carry on coaching. I might turn up at the occasional duathlon because I enjoy them. Yeah, I was going to say you'll still be involved because you've got some you know you've got some age groupers. Oh yeah, very much so. And I'll I'll be coaching hopefully and. Um, and like I say, I'm, I'm hoping I've got, I've got people who are doing things like Outlaw and things this year, and I'm hoping I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go and be a fan yeah. and just cheer people in. Yeah. I might ride there, for example, to get my training in, but go along and be a fan. I, I love triathlon. I think that's the thing is, I mean, I, 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 I love the sport. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's never changed. And um, even if I don't do it, I love the sport. Um, I always laugh, why, why be... Why be bad at one sport when you can be bad at three? Yeah. yeah. Or why be good at one when you can be mediocre at three? All of those jokes. Yeah. This is why I'm a Jew athlete. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I always say, you've got to play to your strengths. I, I think, yes. Nobody's <laughs> sport, sport gives us the ability to do that, doesn't it? I, I think if you, want, if you want to be... If you, if you truly have goals on being competitive then play to your strengths I, I i think on the other side of that is if you are someone who gets pride just from qualifying or just achieving things yeah. then the best advice i can do is do the events you enjoy <laughs> if you hate swimming i use me as an example yeah. don't be a triathlete <laughs> because Swimming is hard. It's hard technically. It's hard to learn and hone those skills. And if you don't enjoy it, What's the point? don't do it. Yeah. If you hate riding your bike, 
then be a runner or a swimmer, do my and you love swimming. <clears throat> Go and be a master swimmer. Yeah. Be a 5k expert. Don't do triathlon when you hate riding your bike. Yeah. The bike is the place where you make the most time up. Yeah. We're, we're not going to be pros. If you're not going to be a pro, you're not going to win a medal. If you hate cycling, don't do multi-sport or don't do the part of multi-sport that involves riding a bike. If you hate running, do aqua bike. Yeah. Well, like, term, multi-sport, there are so much different things. If you don't not good at one, you can do something else. But it's even not, it's not even, like, it's not even not good, is it? I know people who are solid swimmers, yeah. but they hate swimming. Yeah. And every time they go swimming, they curse. So if you don't like it, don't do it. We're not gonna. We're not making. We're not. We're not making money from this. You know, you are. And you do age group. You're paying. You're paying a lot of premium for the pleasure. So make it pleasure. I when I went to Spain this year, you'll laugh. I drove yeah. to Spain yeah. so that I could drive back, go climb Vontu, go climb Alp Duez, because deep down I'm a cyclist. I think loads of, loads of age groupers do that, though, don't they? They make it a holiday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think many took their car all the way to the south of Spain. <laughs> I don't think they did. Well, Mark, it's been a great pleasure to talk to you. I think that's a great, great place to end it. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you ever so much for coming on and, and giving us your wise words and opinions. Um, and I'm sure that uh, lots of people will listen and, and enjoy it. Cheers, buddy. You All take right. care. Take care. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Mark for coming on and sharing his story. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah, well, um, lots to digest there, to be fair. Uh, I think the biggest message to come across from Mark was um, do what you enjoy and if you don't enjoy it don't do it so and as Mark you know rightly says and he, he follows his own example there by doing other things he's not particularly doesn't particularly enjoy swimming so he does time trialing he does duathlons he does 24 hour mountain bike riding and you know it's just do what you enjoy at the end of the day. Um, so, so yeah, wise words there from Mark. And um, if you have any questions or you want to get in touch, um, you can email us at agegroupmultisportpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a, drop us a message through uh, amp underscore 1967. Um, and you can follow us on amp underscore 1967 and Facebook at AmpGB and you can go on our website at agegroupmultisportpodcast.buzzsprout.com and you can find us on Twitter at agegroupmultisportpodcast and that is it for another episode thank you for joining us thank you for listening thank you for your support much appreciated and we shall see you in a fortnight and remember Stay safe, keep training and love the process.